Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode of the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your host, along with my co-hosts, Ann Sari and Conchetta Antonelli. We share our own personal experiences, tips, and strategies, along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guest interviews. We're here to inspire and empower your conscious evolution, help you tap into your inner wisdom and rise to your heart-centered higher self. Together, we can rise to a higher level of consciousness, an elevated state of being, and experience more love, joy, and freedom. Hearts Rise Up listeners, we are so excited today to have two of our repeat guests, Dr. Shelley Negolo and Dr. Tom Negolo. And I'm going to give you a short introduction for both of them and anybody that has listened to our shows before and heard about them and heard them talk will be excited. And we have new information to share with you on some of the healing work that they are both doing. So here goes. Dr. Shelley is an advocate for women, relationships, and families. For over 30 years, she has been mentoring and teaching women through one-on-one private lessons tailored to their personal and professional growth. She's also developed and teaches the life-changing Power of Women seminars, which trains women in creating extraordinary results and turns the fire back on in their lives. Shelley says it's your birthright to live your life with focused passion and purpose, and more joy and love. It brings you to an experience of freedom, so you have the quality of life we all seek. She teaches real tools for real-life extraordinary results, your roadmap and foundation for success. As a master healer, she offers deep healing inner child sessions for both men and women in her private practice, which provide lasting, life-changing results to the client. She is also the author of The Master in the Mirror, A Woman's Guide to Living a Passionate and Joyful Life. Dr. Tom Nagelo brings a unique perspective in helping both men and women to have a profound connection with who they are. His multifaceted work includes training, personal and professional coaching, healing, and channeling. His seminars and classes include The Rite of Passage, a workshop for men, which supports men in releasing the issues that limit their power. He also teaches the science of spirituality, a clear explanation of the energetic structure of our universe and how it influences our physical and spiritual experience. He is a master healer and has developed and teaches the cellular energy releasing healing method, which combines emotional releasing and deep tissue restructuring of the body during personal healing treatments. For over 30 years, he has traveled through the United States, helping his clients restore their experience of balance and ease. Dr. Tom is also a deep trance channel and channel of energy of Ascended Master Katumi, the combined energy of St. Francis of Assisi, the Shah Jahan, and the Indian leader who built the Taj Mahal, and Pythagoras, the mathematician and philosopher. He also channels the guiding one, the energy of a completed universe. Thomas Channeling provides great insight into who we are 
and the challenges we face in today's world and the questions of our human existence. Both Drs. Tom and Shelley have authored books, which we'll be talking about in this interview. And for over 30 years, they've been known for training and coaching men and women to create powerful foundation for living a life they love. Dr. Tom and Shelley have also developed and teach Mastery of Conscious Self, which is an in-depth training for experiencing the self in both body and spirit for the purpose of moving universal energy to create with passion. This program, which Shelley and Tom will talk about, is specifically designed for those who are or choose to become healers and teachers. And I know a lot of people in our audience are interested in that subject. So welcome, Drs. Tom and Shelley. Hello, Anne, and thank you so much for having us today. We're so excited to be with you and our wonderful audience. Hi, Anne. And I have to just do a disclosure that I've known Tom and Shelley for probably 20 years anyway, and I can't even remember how we actually first met. I know it probably had something to do with music and, and healing. It's many years ago. I think it was through Larry Ruder. And we met there at one of your events, and we have been friends ever since. Wish we could see each other more often, but now we are connecting, and we want to connect you to our audience here at Hearts Rise Up, too. So first of all, how did you two meet? Oh, my goodness. Well, actually through, uh, through my brother. Steve is a dentist, and he studied uh, dentistry at Temple University. Shelley is a native in, from Philadelphia, and I was visiting him one weekend, and he knew my brother and his then wife, and they got us together. And that was almost 50 years ago now, and uh, we've been together ever since. It was a blind date. For me, it was, they talk about an instant experience, and that's how it was for me. I saw her and I said, that's it, I'm done. Shelly's a little bit slower, and it took her a little while to, to get it, but she eventually did. <laughs> <laughs> we met 50 years ago, St. Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's hard to believe 50 years because we don't certainly feel the age that we are. Not even a drop. No, you don't look at either. So when you met, what were you both doing, or what were your early careers? Well, I was uh, in theater not performing. I was in technical theater, design, lighting, that type of thing when we met. And I was teaching nursery school. Did you ever expect that you'd be working together in the way that you are now? Oh, not even close. It wasn't even an idea. But one of the things that did happen, and is that we went on a journey together of healing our lives, and myself in particular. And I was looking for how to heal, having come out of a very, very difficult family life and decided at a very young age, somewhere in my mid to early teens, that I was going to find a way to heal my life and not pass the pain on to children that I would have one day. So I've been on this journey since that time. So I determined that I was going to find a way to heal and to not only heal my own life, but to support others in discovering how to heal theirs. Now, we've been on this journey since our early 20s, my goodness. Well, actually, I started in my teens. 
It's been a lifelong pursuit and incredibly rewarding, truly a wonderful life. I know a lot of times people who are healers, either naturally or learned healers, have to do their own healing before they can help others. And at the same time, I've heard from a lot of my friends who are in the healing arts that, you know, it's a constant re-education and sometimes you run into setbacks and you have to get help from others as well. So as healers, do you help each other? Well, here we have a couple of incredible things here going on. Yes, it's true that the healer must heal themselves, both physically, emotionally, mentally, the whole package of our human being. What's happened in our lives, of course, Tom being a channel, is that we've been trained in the energy world from uh, very early years and have been, you know, participating in our own work and in the seminars and in the classes and the personal sessions that we've developed. You know, we train others in the experience of healing that we've had for ourselves and passed it on to other people. So what we've done uh, in regard to healing ourselves is use each other and the healing and the body work that I do to keep ourselves moving forward. Like you said, it's real easy for healers to get stuck in a certain place and try and figure out what to do next. Uh, and what we've been able to do is support each other in, in moving forward. But more importantly, I think, for healers, there, and this is my experience and Shelley's experience as well, is you do come to a place in your life where a lot of the things that prevent you from really experiencing who you are, they get healed out. They drop away. And what you're left with is a true, real, physical and emotional and spiritual experience of who you are. And eventually you get to a place where uh, I'm going to say you're whole and complete. Not yes. that there isn't more to learn. There's always more to learn. But you're whole and complete. And by that I mean there's nothing missing in your life. You're not doing something because you're trying to get to some place. You're doing it because it's who you are. You're doing it out of the experience of being whole and one with yourself. So there's always learning, but you're learning from the point of view of what now can I add to the experience of already being who I am. Yeah, that's a different life altogether and and one that I certainly have been striving for my whole life to get to and finally got to. You're not trying to fix anything anymore. Now you're adding to that that experience or if you will that package of who you are. And when you get to that place, you're healing if that's what you're in the business of or you just do. That's when you really when your healing shifts and it becomes much more deep for yourself and the people you work with and much more profound. That is a wonderful explanation. And it's kind of like a, a sense of nirvana, I imagine. But is it body, mind and spirit completeness or can you be complete in one area and still be working on the others? There are no, and this may sound a little strange, but there are no parts of us. It's all us. It's all energy. It's all our spirituality. It's all physical. It's all emotional. It's all mental because it's all one thing. Now, 
it may look like there are parts to work on. I have to work on my physicalness. I have to work on, I don't feel that spiritual today. But that doesn't mean it isn't there. It means you're just at the moment not experiencing your fullness. Because if it wasn't there, you couldn't get to it. If it wasn't there already, you couldn't get to it. You see? So being who you are is already there. It's a matter of uncovering it letting go of the things that prevent you from its full experience. But that doesn't mean it isn't there. So it's kind of like the Socratic method. We have all of our answers. We just aren't always aware of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, then my next question may be a moot point. <laughs> but, <laughs> let's see. Do you believe the body can heal itself? And that our minds are what get in our way? Or do you think that with what you just said before, that it really is a holistic experience? Well, certainly the body can heal itself. In science, they talk about homeostasis, which is the ability of the body to bring itself back to balance. So certainly the body can heal itself. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of letting go of the things perhaps that are in our way of getting to that and having that become real. Now, sometimes he healing ourselves looks like going to the doctor to set your broken arm or doing whatever is necessary for your physical body to physically heal, doing the spiritual things that support you in raising your awareness, understanding your emotional body for what it is and how it works. But all of that is the, a process of healing yourself. I mean, when you go to a doctor and he gives you a pill for something, your body is using that. Your body essentially is healing itself. So it's a matter of reframing sometimes how we think of things. Yes, yes. So, okay. Now, I know that, Shelley, you wrote a book called Blueprint for Healing. And in context with the, what we were just talking about, can you give us an example of something in your Blueprint for Healing? So actually, Tom wrote that book, so I'm going to have Tom answer that. She might as well have helped me write it. So it's, you know, it's both of the books we've written are both of ours. Blueprint for Healing really is a, an understanding of the process of healing ourselves, uh, both emotionally and physically. It also gets to some basic understandings of how it is we get to this thing we call ourself, the, the self, who we are, all of that. There are some suggestions of some exercises to do to support you, uh, support people in getting there. And it's really out of the years and years that I've spent working with people and supporting them and healing physically. The cellular energy releasing work that I do and been doing for, I guess, over 35 years, the book really comes from the experience of working with people at that energetic level. It also talks about how, the, how our uh, quantum physicalness supports who we are and, and how we've developed out of that pure state of energy, if you will. So it's a real, I think it's a real um, treatise, if you will, on how we, how we heal, what it is to heal, what it takes to heal, just what it says, a blueprint for how we go about the experience of 
getting to that elusive who we are. Thank you for that explanation. And since you mentioned quantum physics, you were talking about quantum physics before it became come to the forefront of science. So how have you seen acceptance of quantum physics or how have you used it more in your work in the past like 10 years, past decade? Well, I, I first got interested in quantum physics. Uh, now, I'm not a scientist and uh, didn't study to be one or any of that. But in the process of doing the body work, I wondered, how does this work? I mean, what is the actual physicalness of allowing having the cells change and shift and let go of the what people call cellular memory? So at first I went about trying to understand cellular memory, but I really didn't get a good explanation from any from anybody. They would tell me, well, it's the cells and they carry on the chemical transition. And it was not a satisfying answer for me because I knew all that. But there was something else in the experience I was having with working with people, something else was going on. So I was lucky enough to work with a, a man who was an actual physicist. He was a, a um, astrophysicist, worked in the Bell Labs, worked for NASA. And we had some very deep conversations about how this quantum stuff works in the cells and how it shifts who and how we are. And I've actually taken that understanding and the work with him and the work and the studying I've done on my own and put together a, a class called the Science of Spirituality because it's the quantum energy, it's the energy of the universe that creates an experience of spirituality that as human beings, we pass on and experience for ourselves. So how the quantum physics fits into this is in my awareness, I know exactly what's happening in the cell when I support somebody, when I work with them, and why the, experience, the cellular energy experience is both emotionally, physical, and spiritually based. And when I work with people, we work in all three of those places. That's wonderful. That reminds me of back in, I don't know, 2004, 2005, I was taking a class and it was a massage therapist who worked with a psychologist and their offices were next to each other. And they said that uh, sometimes when a client was having a having a hard time breaking through to a memory, he would send him over to the massage therapist who would then work on that until they had a kind of a release. And then he would come back to finish with their therapy session. And it, it really made sense that we can release some of that cellular memory that stays with us for so long, both the good and the bad. And so that it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah, that's very interesting because anyone who does body work will tell you that there is definitely, for sure, an, an emotional base that as you're working on the body can be released. My work is specifically geared towards having that release, supporting people and experiencing that purposefully rather than like with massage therapy, perhaps randomly or some other body work. So what happens is people experience permanent change with that rather than, oh, it feels good for, you know, a day or three or five or a month, but then you're right back into it. Because with working with people at that level, that energetic level, 
permanent change means it is actually gone out of the body, out of the memory, out of the emotions, all of it shifts and is released. Mm-hmm. And often we need that additional support as we work through that too. Yeah, I know I didn't do it by myself. I did it on my own. We, you know, only we can do the work, but we can certainly come and get support in that. And very, very often we need, we need to, I don't know anybody who's done it by themselves. Well, that's good. Good advice for those who want to learn and get into healing, as well as those of us who are going through body work ourselves. Next question, kind of related, is who are the three people who have most influenced you in your path? We'll start with Shelley. The very first person that influenced me as I was growing up, because I did grow up in such a difficult family life, was my dear Uncle Irv. He was a musician and a Zen Buddhist, and he just treated me with such kindness and love. And he was the one that really supported me in growing when I was going through very, very difficult years. And he was there, understood, and was just there to give me a helping hand. I would say there was a man in our lives that really helped us in moving forward also with our spiritual growth. And it was the early days of our discovering what, you know, what our lives were to become. And that was a man by the name of Werner Erhard. And we took many of his seminars and supported the growth of his organization for many years. Uh, Our work doesn't resemble the work that he developed, but he influenced our lives very deeply. And I would also say the person who was a great support for us was the man that Tom mentioned earlier, the wonderful astrophysicist, Robert Van Dyck. And he was an incredible man who really got what energy was all about. He transitioned from the life he was leading as a scientist to energy healing in his own way and developed machinery that actually helped people heal illnesses in the body. So he really supported us with the growth that we were going through, and especially Tom with the understanding of quantum physics at at that particular time. It was really necessary for our work opening up further. Thank you. And Tom? Well, there have been so many people along the way. I would have to echo Shelley's, what she said about uh, Werner and the uh, the seminars and the things we learned about ourselves in the early days of our of our transformation. Another person I would it would be my brother Steve has greatly influenced me and and supported me in my understanding of myself and the support that he's given me over the years. And the other person would have to be Shelley. When when we first started down this road, I you know I had no idea what I didn't spirituality. I couldn't even spell the word. <laughs> and she started on this journey of discovering who she was. And I looked at her and I went, all right, it's a little strange, but uh, we'll just see what happens. And finally, she, uh, you know, she made so much changes in her life that I said, well, obviously there's something there. So let me look at it for my life and, and see what value there is. And, you know, that was that was the be- that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> you know, I used to be normal. Now I am who I am. <laughs> so you're a great partner. Yes, uh, yeah, she, she really is a great partner. So it's out of out of the love and and 
her unwillingness to not see me for who I am and have me see myself for who I am was and is just a, a tremendous support. She never let me forget mm-hmm. what I was about and still doesn't. For both of you on your healing path, was there anything that you wish you had known before you began this path or that you would do differently? You know, even through some of the difficult challenges that we had over the years and in even some of the, the mistakes that we made, you know, and some of the choices that I personally made, I thought they were mistakes at the time, but they contributed so deeply to my personal growth and to our growth together that I wouldn't change a thing, and not a thing. And the influence of your career path on your, I know you have two grown children and how many grandchildren? Four. <laughs> yeah. So how, how do they view your uh, career? And do they come to you for healing? Actually, our son does. Our daughter comes to us for uh, advice from time to time. Uh, Our grandchildren are very young and really don't know anything about what we do, and that's perfectly fine. But the love is intact both ways. (laughs) They love us and we love them. And I think that's really the bottom line, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's all about love first. It's all about love. What advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue a career similar to yours? Well... I think the first place to start is with passionate commitment, like any career, to be successful, and certainly with a career that involves working personally and deeply with other people, you really have to be very, very committed to supporting people in changing and shifting their lives and supporting them out of the love that you are. And what that takes is a very clear, personal willingness to grow and, and change with, with what's so for you. You really have to know who you are, and you have to be willing to not back down on yourself and pursue it fully and completely. To support people in their healing can be very challenging because you can only take somebody as far as you have gone yourself. So if you don't have a real, true experience of who you are, it's going to make it difficult Mm. because you're going to want to do things that you haven't cleared yourself. And that's that's very, very, well, I'm going to say it's impossible to do. So you've got to get to the deep experience of who you are no matter what. You can't give up. You've got to keep going. Because there's always something there that's going to say, well, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. And if that happens and you buy into it, well, obviously you're going to stop doing it. So passionate commitment and the hard work, whatever that takes to clear yourself. Yes, that firm foundation is crucial. And it comes out of not only that solid commitment, as Tom is speaking of, but never backing down off of your commitment for healing. Never. And if something isn't working, then you can always go in a different direction. 
I mean, that's what I did because I had no one to guide me other than my dear husband who was with me through the entire time. That's beautiful. Tell me about what is one thing in for either of you with your different programs or the combined programs. What's something that you did for a client that changed their life that you didn't expect would happen? And how has that influenced your practice? Yeah, for me, the the healing work, which has really been the 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 constant through all of the uh, all the work I do, seminars and workshops and, and coaching, really come out of that experience of healing. There was a a woman who, in when she was thirteen, fourteen, had her back operated on. Her spine was fused in thirteen different places, which is what they were doing back then. Uh, she's over sixty now, so that's a long time ago. And she came to me when she was about 45, and she was bent over almost at a 45-degree angle. I mean, she had to lift her head up to see straight forward. And at first, I didn't know if I didn't know if I could help her. I mean, she was in really bad shape. And you know, when somebody operates on your spine and fuses it, well, you're not going to take that apart. And she was a massage therapist, believe it or not. And she came to me. I said, "Well, you know, let's work and see what happens." And after uh, several months of working, she I'm not she wasn't completely straight, but she was as close as she's going to get. And she was bent over maybe maybe slightly. Her atrophied muscles started to regrow, and her whole attitude and how she functioned in life was very different. So that that was kind of a surprise. That's an extreme case, but. You know, she had the the willingness to go through it and the commitment to, um, you know, get herself better. And uh, that's what she did. Wow. That must have been very validating. And, and it shows that it is a real collaboration between the healer and the person. Yeah. To this day, she's my poster child. <laughs> that's great. So for either the healing work or for channeling, What's a common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? Oh, my goodness. Well, one of the things I will say is that energy is not woo-woo. It's real. And learning how to master your energy and your feeling nature is truly what human beings are here to accomplish. So there's work to be done for just about everybody on the planet if they're willing to do the work. And the work requires releasing whatever you hold on to letting go of whatever holds you back in your life, whatever that might be, physically, mentally, emotionally, and feeling that connection that Tom was speaking of that is there for us to experience, but is usually covered over with the things we hold on to from our lives. Well said, well said. It's our birthright to create a life, to live the life that we really want to live. However, we have got to want it. And, you know, coming out of very difficult life, I could have gone down that same road that my family went down, but I didn't. I chose something entirely different, and my kids wound up being whole people. And I think that's about the best that we can do on the planet, regardless of any other great deeds that we can accomplish, you know, for those of us who do have children. For us to be walking around as whole people, is quite an accomplishment in this world. 
It certainly is. And it's interesting that we we study plants and other beings and measure their energy fields, but we don't believe in our own. Yes, and yet that's exactly so. And we do, of course, have an energy field that's limitless if we choose to tap into it and use it. Um, and that's one of the things that I teach in the personal work that I do one-on-one and also in my Power of Woman seminars. And, uh, you know, in our classes that we teach our relationship seminars and in Mastery of Conscious Self when we're training teachers and healers or potential healers and teachers. Energy is the key to the whole thing and being who we are. And you are a collaborator, I'll say. I know you and Tom work a lot together, but I also have experienced one of your seminars for women many years ago. And I just wonder, how do you choose your partners for these women's seminars and workshops? And how have your workshops changed over the years, not including COVID? Well, Power of Woman actually did evolve as I healed. And it's been clear, it's been a whole program for, it's got to be at least 25 years now. And I've been teaching it for 35 plus. So I would say Power of Woman has been intact for many years. It is my, it's my baby. It reflects my own personal healing, actually. But I developed it and teach it in a way so that others can discover their own healing and learn how to master their own energy to create or manifest what they choose for their lives and become masters in creating a life that they love. Yeah, I'm going to say a little bit more about about Shelley's class. We've all taken various seminars throughout our lives. The thing I think that's different about what Shelley does is, first of all, you got to want to. And she brings that out in people in their in what is their real commitment to themselves. That's the first thing. Second thing is you got to learn the tools that support that change. And that's the other thing Shelley has developed out of her experience, not some learning thing, out of her experience as, as to what tools to teach the women so that they can make those changes. That's the second thing. Third thing is the proper practicing of those tools. Just to be handed tools isn't enough. You got to know how to use them. You have to practice with them so that you have a real experience, a real feeling for how that works and how that makes changes in your life. And that's really, I think, the secret to what why she's so successful, successful with it and uh, why women change so rapidly, actually, is put because those three things are in place and then they can take that with them and practice after the class. It's not just, ooh, this feels good for a week and then you go home to the same old stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so true. I've been to many classes or taking classes online that you just get the information and you're all excited, but if you don't apply it and anchor it, then it just doesn't stick. So I agree. I agree with you. Thank you for endorsing Shelly, Tom. Here's a question for you, Tom. What, in terms of uh, the channeling, what would you tell those who feel they're a vessel for channeling, but they're either scared by it or they feel they're just making it up? 
because you mentioned in the previous interview we did with you, you weren't sure yes. where it was coming from, if it was your imagination or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it. Exactly. It's a great question. Yes. At first, when I started to channel, for me, it was spontaneous. I didn't learn it. I didn't read a book. Nobody came to me and say, here's what you do. Just out of the healing work, I started again spontaneously channel. And at first, I wasn't sure what was happening. And what Shelly and I said, because she was with me that first time, we said, well, if this is real, and if this has value, then people will, will get value out of it. And so after that, I just started to channel and practice with people and channel for them. And what happened was, indeed, people were getting value. The more that happened, the more confident I got, and I wasn't just making something up. Now, I'm a deep trance channel, which means when I channel, I go away. There's no, I have no experience of being there. I don't hear anything. I don't know what I'm saying. For me, everything goes to black, and then a little time later, I'm coming back. That isn't how it started at first. At first, I was conscious, so I had the questions, am I making this up? Is this real? But the experience was, especially when I was being asked a question by someone, was that I had a thought of what the answer is, and then something completely different came out of my mouth. So that was really the first indication that, you know, there's, some, there's something else going on here. And the other thing that happened for me in my channeling is working with, with Robert Van Dyck, and he would ask some very specific things about quantum physics and uh, not knowing quantum physics back then, especially at his level, I gave him answers on that very scientific level. And when I, he played the, the, the tapes back for me, it was like, I'm saying that I, I know this. Well, it wasn't me knowing it. It was the channeled energy. And that for me kind of completed the the wondering, is this real or not? Because I didn't have that knowledge as Tom. True validation. Yeah. So if someone is interested in channeling, what you do is you just keep channeling. You get, just keep doing it and see the result you're having with people. Because you can't just channel in the bedroom by yourself. You know, that has no value. You got to bring it out into the world and see what happens with people. Yeah, share it, share it. There's something else I want to add to this, Anne, and that is that it's essential for the person who is wanting to become a channel is to do whatever they need to do to heal themselves so that they are a clear vessel for whatever the channeled energy is. You've got to clear your body. Got to clear it. Otherwise, you know, the stuff that you're holding on to will influence the outcome of the quality of the channeling and the information that's, you know, that's uh, given to others. And, you know, Tom and I have always had a commitment that we would continue to do the work that we do as long as it really produced extraordinary results for people. If not, we would walk away from it. Yeah, that the intent has to be pure. It has to be pure. How has the channeling helped you personally, Tom? Well, uh, a couple of things. First, being a trans channel, I think expanding expanding my personal physical vibrational energy, I think is what's happening. This I don't have proof, 
but it feels like it's expanding into the universe. And as that happens, I think for me, there's a clearing, there's a, a washing away of giving myself up to uh, that energy and connecting with universal energy in a way that has really supported me in expanding my experience of myself, my healing work, the channeling, certainly. So that's one of the things it's done for me. The other thing is, I think, really interesting. There have been times along the way that, you know, I've had these incredible insights into things. It's just, oh, Shelly, you wouldn't believe this idea, this thought, this experience I had. And then she'll tell me, well, you know, Katumi, you're the guiding one, channeled that about three, four weeks ago. So it's like I have this great idea only to realize it's, if you will, left over from the experience of channeling. Kind of like an echo. Yeah. Yeah. You can call it that. That's a good, I like, I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So that's, that's also helped me understand uh, myself and understand the world and supported me in expanding my energy. Okay. Thank you. Okay, now I'm going to stop for a second and just ask you, because we're at 45 minutes, it went by faster than I thought. Do you want to do a short channeling or should I ask the last question of you both? Should I ask it of Ascended Master Katumi or of the both of you? Well, I'll, I'll do a, what I call a mini channeling. That'll be fine. What will happen is Katumi will, will come through. Again, Katumi is the the vibrational energy of St. Francis of Assisi, Pythagoras, the Greek philosopher and mathematician, and Shah Jahan. Shah Jahan is the Indian leader who built the Taj Mahal. Okay. So those three energies combine in an experience of what Katumi talks about as unconditional love and has actually given me the name that I'm the voice of unconditional love, which I obviously have accepted. <laughs> Great title. Yeah, I I like it. <laughs> so he'll come through. He'll talk for a very short time. Uh, I don't know about what. And then he'll specifically tell you it's time to ask whatever question you have. Okay. And uh, we'll go from there. And do you want Shelly to prep the audience at this point? Well, the only thing to do is just listen to it and see how it resonates with you. Okay. That's what I would suggest and just enjoy because Katumi has a, such a wonderful humor and is very understandable. Uh, also, uh, Tom did say that he comes through as the personality of the Shah Jahan, which is uh, like a little Indian guy sitting right in front of you who has great wisdom with no judgment. Sounds beautiful. We'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and start. Okay. So I'll, you'll hear me breathe some, and then Katumi will come through and uh, speak for a short time. Then he'll tell you to ask the question, okay? Okay. All right, Here good. We go. Good day to you, my dears. Hello, Katumi. And how are you on such a fine day that this is? We're very fine and very excited to have you with us. Today. Very good, very good. And so, 
let us begin first very quickly with beginning to look at and the starting of understanding the vibration of who you are. Now, what does that mean, who you are? So let us say that who you are isn't who you think you are. Who you think you are is who you think you are. Who you are is an essence of vibration of self that is first the foundation of energy that is universal in its nature, you see. So who you are first is the vibrational universal energy that is, see. That is the beginning of who you are. But that does not explain the human experience of who you are. You see, because the human experience of who you are is important because that is the thing that you bring into your life, that you use as energy in your life, that you experience as the foundation of going into the world, you see. Who you are is everything. Who you are is all the things of self. The experience of self, the vibration of self in the physical body, the emotional self, the thinking self, the spiritual self, the emotional self, you see, that is all the human experience. So all of these things are who you are. Now, there may be things that you like or dislike about you, but that is not important because it has nothing to do with the essence of vibration of who you are. We will tell you very quickly who you are. And you can either get this immediately and have a wonderful life or wonder about it. That is your choice. Who you are is the energy and vibration of unconditional love that is universal vibration and essence in its being, you see. Now, what are you going to do with that? What you can do is let go of all the assumptions that you thought you are, begin to experience the universal energy of who you are, you see, and if you will, the godness of who you are, begin to take this into your experience, and now ask yourself, given that I am already universal love and unconditional love, and that is this part of the vibration of human experience and physicalness, you can accept that and now go into the world, not trying to get something, but go into the world with that energy and that love. And you will see very quickly that it is a very different and profound experience of being in the world, you see. And so that is the challenge. And as always been the challenge for human beings throughout eternity. But the challenge you see is one that can be met when you experience the unconditional love you are already. You do not have to get it. 
you already have it. Very good. And so, questions, please, at this time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Katumi. We have, I have one question, please. What message do you have for our Hearts Rise Up audience as we move into 2021 in terms of self-expression, healing, and creativity? Yes, very good. Well, self-expression, healing, and creativity come from one place. And that is passion. Passion is what is built from the foundation of who you are, you see. When you get the passion of self, you see, then you are unstoppable. Unstoppable in your creating. Unstoppable in your loving. Unstoppable in your being with others in this place. You see, passion is everything because it is from the vibration and the essence and the experience of self, you see. So express your passion however you do. Express it with kindness. Express it with the unconditional love you are already. And you will discover a balance and harmony and a magnificence in your life that is completely fulfilling and whole for you. Very good. Do we have any other questions, Anne? No, I, I think that was a, an excellent way to send our listeners off to experience that unconditional love and passion for life. Very good. Yes. Thank you so much, Katumi. And so, my dears, until the next of our coming, peace to you in this tongue. <coughs> I'm back. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful message. And I think throughout this whole interview, in, for me, I just realized that in a lot of ways, we have to flip our internal script because it, we may not have negative self-talk, but we have limiting self-talk. Ah, very, very yeah. well put. Really uh, helped me see how you can flip it and expand possibility. Yeah. Here's just kind of as a final point, I think. People talk about good and bad and evil and uh, good and evil. And really what's going on in our human experience, I think there is no positive and negative. I know that sounds weird. For me, there is no positive and negative. There is no good and bad. Now, the things that we like and the things that we don't like, that's certainly true. But rather than looking at good or bad, success or failure, either I like it or I don't like it. Either it supports me in changing and shifting and, like you said, flipping who I am or it doesn't rather than putting a value on it is it is is it supporting me in creating what i want in my life and if it isn't what shelly and i try and do is let it go rather than putting so much onus or so much judgment on it fellow once said to me if you want to live forever give up judging i don't know if i've really come to that yet but i'm trying <laughs> noble noble goal yes <laughs> well thank you so 
we're up coming up on an hour and I would really want to honor your time. So I will ask if you have some messages for our audience in terms of things you're working on. I know you have a new website. If you could share a little bit about that and any events that are coming up. Yes. Thank you, Anne. If you go to Academy for Conscious Living, make sure it says for conscious living. So academyforconsciousliving.com. And that will be our website that pretty much will tell you everything about our work and also how to get a hold of us. You also can reach us at uh, Academy for Conscious Living at, on Facebook and also the Voice of Unconditional Love on Facebook. There are many channelings there from time to time. We're about to do an event, actually two events, uh, that uh, the information will be on Facebook on the Voice of Unconditional Love and also Academy for Conscious Living. Both of these events will be with uh, Dr. Tom Megalo and Ascended Master Katumi, and it will be focused on manifesting in your life. And we're really excited about doing that. For private sessions, it, we can be reached uh, at academyforconsciousliving.com or at Shelly Negalo, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, last name N-E-G-E-L-O-W, at gmail.com. We will have all those note in our show notes as well, all those uh, connections. And also you mentioned that you are currently not doing your the women's seminars, but you are still doing private consulting. Is that right? Yes. The Power of Woman is really a seminar that is built for meeting in person. However, I do coach women one-on-one, -on -one, either by phone or by Zoom. And Tom and I also do relationship coaching as well. And we do work with people by phone and also uh, on Zoom. So Tom, you're still doing your sessions, private sessions. Yes. Yes. I'm still doing the, uh, the body work sessions individually with people. The cellular energy releasing work. The thing I want to leave people with, if even if you have just some curiosity, and especially if you feel like you're pulled towards learning more about this, supporting people, becoming a healer, whatever that may be for you, don't ignore it. We'll be more than happy to talk to you about it, but in general, don't ignore that pull. I will tell you that our personal experience is one that is in incredibly full working with people and supporting them in their growth and their healing. So if you kind of feel like, hmm, maybe I want to do that or just curious, pursue that. Don't let it slip by. That's a wonderful invitation for anybody that's contemplating it at all. So dear Hearts Rise Up listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today with Dr. Shelley and Tom Negolo. And please look up their information on their website. And Tom and Shelley, any last words before we close out for today? I usually say at the end of every seminar, go run along and play. Have fun. Enjoy your life. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. Thank you.
We hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We hope it inspired you to unleash your inner power and rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. We'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews are important to spreading this valuable message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others. Visit heartsriseup.com for heart-centered courses, guided meditations, and our popular notes from your higher self. Until next time, keep rising up and may all that you love thrive.